Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible every year, following the weekly Torah portions, as well as portions from the rest of Scripture as well. I am Harriet, your reader today. And today we have Monday the 1st of May or the 10th of ER on the Hebrew calendar. It is day 25 of the counting of the Omer. And today in history, we have the death of Eli, the high priest, according to tradition. We can read about that in 1 Samuel 4.18. When he mentioned the Ark of God, Eli fell off the seat backward beside the gate, and his neck was broken, and he died, for he was old and heavy. Thus he judged Israel forty years. The parasha this week is called Emor, and the scripture from the Torah will be Leviticus or Vayikra, chapter 21, verse 16, through chapter 22 and verse 16. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aharon, saying, No man of your offspring throughout their generations who has a blemish may approach to offer the bread of his God. For whatever man he is that has a blemish, he shall not draw near, a blind man or a lame, or he who has a flat nose or any deformity, or a man who has an injured foot or an injured hand, or a hunchback, or a dwarf, or one who has a defect in his eye, or an itching disease, or scabs, or who has damaged testicles. No man of the offspring of Aharon the Kohen, who has a blemish, shall come near to offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. Since he has a blemish, he shall not come near to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God, both of the Most Holy and of the Holy. He shall not go in to the parochet, or come near to the altar, because he has a blemish, that he may not profane my sanctuaries, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So Moshe spoke to Aaron and to his sons, and to all the sons of Israel. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Tell Aaron and his sons to separate themselves from the holy things of the sons of Israel, which they make holy to me, and that they not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Tell them, if any one of all your offspring throughout your generations approaches the holy things which the sons of Israel make holy to the Lord, having his uncleanness on him, that soul shall be cut off from before me. I am the Lord. Whoever of the offspring of Aharon has tsa'arat, or has a discharge, shall not eat of the holy things until he is clean. 
whoever touches anything that is unclean by the dead, or a man who has a seminal emission, or whoever touches any creeping thing whereby he may be made unclean, or a man from whom he may become unclean, whatever uncleanness he has. The person who touches any such shall be unclean until the evening, and shall not eat of the holy things unless he bathes his body in water. When the sun is down, he shall be clean, and afterward he shall eat of the holy things, because it is his bread. He shall not eat that which dies of itself, or is torn by animals, defiling himself by it. I am the Lord. They shall therefore follow my charge, lest they bear sin for it and die in it, if they profane it. I am the Lord who sanctifies them. No stranger shall eat of the holy thing. A foreigner living with a Kwanim or a hired servant shall not eat of the holy thing. But if the Kohen buys a slave, purchased by his money, he shall eat of it, and those who are born in his house shall eat of his bread. If a Kohen's daughter is married to an outsider, she shall not eat of the heave offering of the holy things. But if the Kohen's daughter is a widow or divorced and has no child, and has returned to her father's house as in her youth, she may eat of her father's bread, but no stranger shall eat any of it. If a man eats something holy unwittingly, then he shall add the fifth part of its value to it, and shall give the holy thing to the Kohen. They shall not profane the holy things of the sons of Israel, which they offer to the Lord, and so cause them to bear the iniquity that brings guilt when they eat their holy things, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. That was Leviticus twenty one sixteen through twenty two sixteen. Now in our portion from the prophets we shall read the prophet Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapter fifty nine. Behold, the hand of the Lord is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is his ear dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue mutters wickedness. No one sues in righteousness, and no one pleads in truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats of their eggs dies, and that which is crushed breaks out into a viper. Their webs will not become garments. They will not cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and acts of violence are in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they hurry to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, desolation and destruction are in their paths. They do not know the way of shalom, and there is no justice in their ways. 
They have made crooked paths for themselves. Whoever goes in them shall not know shalom. Therefore justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We look for light, but see darkness, for brightness, but we walk in obscurity. We grope for the wall like the blind. Yes, we grope as those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as if it were twilight. Among those who are strong, we are like dead men. We all roar like bears and moan bitterly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. Transgressing and denying the Lord, and turning away from following our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, Justice is turned away backward, and righteousness stands far off, far away. For truth has fallen in the street, and uprightness cannot enter. Yes, truth is lacking, and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. The Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there were no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation to him, and his righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a mantle. According to their deeds he will repay as appropriate, wrath to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, he will repay the islands their due. So they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Ruach of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. A Redeemer will come from Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Yaakov, says the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my Ruach who is on you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your offspring, nor out of the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, from now on and forever. That was Isaiah chapter 59. Now our portion from the writings, where we are reading the book of Job, or Yov, in Hebrew. Today we'll read chapter 15. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Should a wise man answer with vain knowledge, and fill himself with the east wind? Should he reason with unprofitable talk, or with speeches with which he can do no good. Yes, you do away with fear and hinder devotion before God. For your iniquity teaches your mouth and you choose the language of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, and not I, 
Yes, your own lips testify against you. Are you the first man who was born? Or were you brought out before the hills? Have you heard the secret counsel of God? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand which is not in us? With us are both the gray-haired and the very aged man, much elder than your father. Are the consolations of God too small for you, even the word that is gentle toward you? Why does your heart carry you away, and why do your eyes flash, that you turn your spirit against God and let such words go out of your mouth? What is man that he should be clean? What is he who is born of a woman that he should be righteous? Behold, he puts no trust in his holy ones. Yes, the heavens are not clean in his sight. How much less one who is abominable and corrupt, a man who drinks iniquity like water. I will show you, listen to me, that which I have seen I will declare which wise men have told by their fathers and have not hidden it, to whom alone the land was given and no stranger passed among them. The wicked man writhes in pain all his days, even the number of years that are laid up for the oppressor. A sound of terrors is in his ears. In prosperity the destroyer will come on him. He does not believe that he will return out of darkness, and he is waited for bore by the sword. He wanders abroad for bread, saying, Where is it? He knows that the day of darkness is ready at his hand. Distress and anguish make him afraid. They prevail against him as a king ready to the battle. Because he has stretched out his hand against God and behaves himself proudly against Shaddai, he runs at him with a stiff neck. With the thick shields of his bucklers, because he has covered his face with his fatness and gathered fat on his thighs. He has lived in desolate cities, in houses which no one inhabited, which were ready to become heaps. He will not be rich, neither will his substance continue, neither will their possessions be extended on the earth. He will not depart from darkness, the flame will dry up his branches and by the breath of his mouth he will depart. Let him not trust in emptiness, deceiving himself, for emptiness will be his reward. It will be accomplished before his time, and his branch will not be green. He will shake off his unripe grape as the vine, and will cast off his flower as the olive tree. For the company of the godless will be bare, and fire will consume the tents of bribery. They conceive mischief and produce iniquity. Their womb prepares deceit. That was Job chapter 15. And now our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. We will read 1 John or Yohanan chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Ruach Elohim, 
every spirit who confesses that Yeshua the Mashiach has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit who does not confess that Yeshua the Mashiach has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the anti-Messiah, of whom you have heard that it comes. Now it is in the world already. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know the Ruach of Truth and the Spirit of Error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this the love of God was revealed in us, that God has sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God loved us in this way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God remains in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we remain in him and he in us, because he has given us of his ruach. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Yeshua is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and he who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. In this love has been made perfect among us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, even so we are in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear has punishment, and he who fears is not made perfect in love. We love him, because he first loved us. If a man says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This commandment we have from him, that he who loves God should also love his brother. That was 1 John or Yohanan chapter 4. And if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read Matthew chapter 15 today. Matthew chapter 15. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God will go deep in your heart and that it will bear much fruit in your life. Shalom and many blessings from Israel. Until next time.